ladies and gentlemen, me and Malcolm implore you to listen to this whole podcast rather than just the first, I don't know, first five minutes of the podcast because today is a message that we have to bring to light today rather than our usual weekly recap. And to this week, this past week, I should say, has probably been one of the most life-changing, society-changing weeks in probably our lifetime. And it's only, we've only been living it for 20 years. Yeah. And we would, we would think as a sports podcast that the week of March 11th would have been the biggest, one of the biggest weeks that we've been a part of because of everything being canceled. But if you haven't been living under a rock lately, we saw that again last week, but not for COVID reasons, for human rights reasons. Yeah, it's just been, it's been, you didn't expect, you wouldn't expect these types of protests and boycotts to happen. Like if you look back to the 60s, where these types of, this is the last time a boycott happened was in 1968, Bill Russell and the Celtics, um, if I'm not mistaken, actually boycotted their game due to social injustice and racial injustice that was going on at that time. And the fact that we're still doing that decades later to try to stand up for what is not political whatsoever. It's human rights. It's, it's basic human rights here that we're defending and people are getting upset about it. I just find that disgusting. So we, sh we don't want to give you the typical weekly recap. And even though there was a lot of stuff and there's a lot of noteworthy stuff that we could talk about today, but I don't think that's what we should be doing today because this is what's more important. And at some point in time, you got to wake up and be like, okay, sports, it's not the big deal right now. That's not what's important right now. There's other things that are way more important. So if we'll just go through what's been going on with the protests and then give you our opinions on what's going on and what should be done in the future as well. Yeah, so this weekly recap is basically going to be the weekly recap of how everything was planned out or not planned out and how everyone is reacting to it and the fallout before it. So Tuesday was really the first day of rumblings that or protests or boycotts, what happened. And that was happening between the Raptors players about boycotting game one against the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Or, and that game one would have been Thursday, which we now know didn't happen. But it's very, I think it's very interesting that they were the first team to really talk about it, and one being from Canada. Yeah. But obviously the players from the United States, so maybe I'm not at the same time. Wednesday was kind of the bewitching day, August 26th. It's going to be a day that's going to go down in history, I'm sure. Milwaukee Bucks boycotted their Game 5 playoff game against the Orlando Magic. Uh, they didn't take warm-ups and didn't notify any other teams that they were going to boycott. And that bothered some teams that they, it wasn't planned because I'm sure most, most, most of these teams wanted to join them in protesting, which they did later on. Yeah. But I'm sure they would have all wanted to have a joint message first rather than just coming, just Milwaukee doing it by themselves. But I have to commend them for their leadership because it was the home, the home state where Jacob Blake was shot. Uh, LeBron James wanted demands before restarting the playoffs as well, which we kind of know now what those demands are. And George Hill and Sterling Brown were the two Bucks players that addressed the media from outside their locker room. From what I understand, there were about 10 media members that were huddling around this Bucks locker room. 
and Giannis was not the one talking. He was actually out of the picture. So do we look, are we really too far into this that Giannis wasn't part of the group that kind of delivered the message? I don't think it has to be this, like the superstar players, anything speaking out. As long as people are speaking out and they're, they came and addressed the media and they didn't even have to do that, but I don't think it mattered who it was coming from. Uh, I think just that the players themselves, those are the people I want, like that's the, that's the emphasis to it. It wasn't the NBA teams, like the managers and the head office that postponed or boycotted these games. These, this was the players. It was all done by the players and the players association as well during those meetings and everything that went on over the past few days. So no, I don't think we should look into it at all. Yeah. He was, he was still there in presence. So I mean, Kudos to yeah. him for stepping up like that. The Detroit Lions canceled their practice on Wednesday. Obviously, they don't have the capabilities to cancel the boycott a game since there's no games being played right now. But one league that didn't cancel any games on Wednesday was the NHL. Are you surprised or not really? Uh, I'm not surprised, honestly. No, I'm not either. Because, you know, in the NHL, it is primarily white, like, like white players in the NHL. And a lot of them do have different views and everything. And I would say in all sports, there are a bunch of like different political views, even though this isn't a political movement whatsoever. But in the NHL, I kind of expected it to be like, okay, they're not going to like in the Boston game, Boston Tampa game, they did like a moment of silence or something. I think that's what I saw on the score that said, Oh, they took a moment of silence for Jacob Blake, but they didn't postpone the games right away. They didn't like that day. They didn't postpone the game. So it was kind of expected and kind of disappointing to a lot of people who were expecting more, especially after the HDA being uh, founded this year, like recently, very recently, and all the people of color players who are speaking out and they found it just disrespectful and disappointing on behalf of everyone who was involved. Yeah, it's quote the illustrious Dennis Green. We are who they thought they were. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people would have been very – I think I would have been pleasantly surprised to see if they postponed games, but I'm sure a lot of us thought that it wasn't going to happen. But as we get more into it, I'm sure you'll figure out that they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, four – only four baseball games were postponed. Milwaukee versus Cincinnati, obviously, versus Milwaukee and Wisconsin. Dodgers versus the Giants, Mariners versus Padres, and Angels versus Astros. A couple players set out games while their teams played. It's not ramble off a couple. Dexter Fowler plays for the Cardinals. He set out. Jason Hayward, he set out. Uh, all other NBA games that day were postponed. The Lakers-Blazers game and the Rockets and Thunder were postponed. Uh, this is very moving. The NBA on TNT host Kenny, Kenny the Jet Smith, NBA yeah. champion, walked off the set live. I thought that was very, very powerful the way he did it yeah on live tv no less not just not showing up to work that day yeah 8 p.m there was a meeting between all the nba players that night in a ballroom out in disney's orlando campus there are all two teams for the boycott the season it was the lakers and the clippers i'm very i thought i was talking to you that day i thought the season was done yeah you you told me that like before you even heard about this you said the season you think the season's going to be over and then literally you know that they had talks about it and actually thought of canceling the whole season, but yeah, didn't turn out that way. You got Thursday's news then, boss guy? Oh yeah, for, so on Thursday, it was announced that the NBA playoffs will continue with games resuming today now on Saturday. 
So from Thursday and Friday, they didn't play any games, but Saturday they're going to commence up again. Um, uh, NBA officials marched through NBA campus in protest. So a bunch of officials and employees, uh, they're protesting as well, and they didn't want to show up for work, and they're boycotting it as well. Several NFL teams uh, canceled practice due to protests. Some of those teams, including the Colts, Indianapolis Colts, New York Jets, uh, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, uh, Washington football team, tennis ti- Tennessee Titans, and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Lions, like you said already, they're the first to do so on Tuesday. So they did it beforehand, before any, anyone else. And some other teams, so like the Ravens, the Buccaneers, the Steelers, and Texans, they, they still had their practice, but they held meeting, uh, meetings to go about how to deal with social injustice. Yeah, the so, Ravens are actually one of the teams that actually called out for the arrests of the officers for Breonna Taylor. Yeah, which was a huge statement. Not any other, I would say sports team has made out a statement like that. Yeah, and that's what you see nowadays. It's all you're seeing is statements. And I think statements are nice, right? And it's like Bruce Arians was saying, like the statements and these protests, they're nice, but you got to do more than that. And even making statements like the Ravens did and calling out for like just being more, having more of an impact, you know, and just doing more than just saying, hey, like we're, we stand with the Black Lives Matter movement. We, we agree. That's obviously that's nice that you're doing that, but it doesn't change much. It's not going to change much and calling out for it or just doing more. And that's what you're going to see more of, I think, in the future here soon is a lot of players and teams doing more than just making statements. Um, The all, like Jay said before, all NHL games were postponed uh, now on Thursday and Friday uh, with games resuming on the weekend. So today now being Saturday, the games will resume. The Hockey Diversity Alliance made some demands towards the NHL, and this was uh, yesterday, so on Friday. They said team owners offer NHL ranks to be used as polling stations for the upcoming election, so players have the right to vote and they have a place to vote. That the NHL be fully cooperative with all information related to the policies, targets, and commitments related to the hiring of employees who are visible minorities. The NHL to commit to funding $100 million over 10 years to battle systemic racism, similar to what the NFL has done um, previously, like a few months ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, The NHL to run PSAs for the Alliance during the rest of the playoffs and on the on-ice presence of the HDA logo. So to have the HDA logo out there, I thought they would have done that already, but HDA obviously coming out now saying that that should be done. I think that's going to be great to make sure that they're well known and that they, they exist. And then so to have blackout uh, warm-up jerseys to raise awareness and to be auctioned off to help raise money for initiatives. You see me you see me buying one of those once those come out. Uh, blackout jerseys. Already bought a for, shirt. You already did? Nicely done. So those are just some of the – what do you think of those demands from the HDA to the NHL? They're not unreasonable by any, nope, word, any means of the stretch. But they should have had a couple of these done. I think the warm-up jerseys are a great – initiative that should have been done already because like who are you hurting or who are you trying to not to offend or whatever yeah the hda logo like you see that with basketball having black lives matter paint black oh, lives matter yeah. painted onto the floor so i mean i think the nhl can afford to lose a sponsorship to have the hda logo on its ice yeah i agree and then uh so less than half of mlb games were postponed on thursday so and the mets and marlins you want to get into this a little bit had a powerful protest yeah this was again very moving Everyone was out there ready to play. All the Mets players were out there. Then everybody came out. The, the bull, not bullpens, the dugouts. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
tip their hats off to their hats off and observe 42 seconds of silence, obviously, for Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson day being yesterday in the MLB. Yeah. And they observed the 42 seconds of silence and everyone left the field, except for a Black Lives Matter jersey on home plate. Wow. So that, that is bad. pretty powerful. Yeah. Damn. Is that, just, I think we're just going to see a lot more. A lot more going on. It's just even with every other sport. So I hope the NHL, I really just hope we'll get to more of what happened, but I just want to say, I really hope the NHL and the players do more. Uh, like once you see, obviously you're going to see the black athletes come out and protest because they know what's been going on within their communities and with, with their families and friends that has happened to them. These, these white athletes, you would, you would think like in hockey, especially you, they go out, let's say they go out and they, uh, they're just out in public. You don't see them just getting stopped randomly on the street for just going out and hanging out with their friends. Right. You see that with some NFL players who aren't like, let's say they're not a super recognizable NFL player. It's just, yeah, you've heard so many stories from these athletes, these athletes who have been racially profiled simply because of the fact that they're black. So you're going to see a lot more protests and uh, hopefully from white uh, athletes as well, especially in hockey. Yes, and there's some, again, more initiatives being made. Like Cleveland's pro sports teams have formed an alliance to fight systemic racism. And kind of ironic because this is coming from a team called the Indians. Yeah. It was in an alliance to fight systemic racism. So Seems they get rid of the logo. But I think there's more that needs to be done. Yeah. Player Alliance and MLB will be donating their salaries every year on Jackie Robinson Day to social justice causes. But this is more. This is probably the biggest story out of everything right now is that NFL players are considering sitting out week one of the NFL yeah. season. And just like the sheer number of revenue that's made in the NFL. Every week. Not only by the players, but by your TV rights. It's just – this, it's just a trickle-down effect, right? Like, NFL loses money, and CBS will lose money, NFL and Fox will lose money, NBC will lose money. So that's just... And those companies lose money? Those are the... Those are, like, the powerful people, right? And those people are almost forced to talk to the politicians who are the people in command to make a change. And I think, obviously, it's not going to happen right away. But when you see some more stuff like that happening and all these powerful people are like, oh, we're losing money. We got to talk to the politician. Like we got to change stuff. Something has to change. I think that's the way it's kind of going to start. And we're going to see actual change within about systemic racism still in the U.S. and in Canada as well. Absolutely. You can't get lost. Like obviously here in Canada, it's less of a story, but you can't not ignore that it happens everywhere. Especially with indigenous people, nonetheless, here more more so like that's like the primary thing as well like we can't we can't forget about like when we talk about cleveland indians that's you see a bunch Washington of redskins. the redskins the eskimos in the cfl a lot of people are offended by that in canada and the u.s so i think and they're also being racially profiled and on they're like uh when people go to check on them like when they have their officers go check on them and they're just being abused constantly and everything it's just it's it still happens here in canada so we can't forget about that exactly um there's obviously a ton of names that players nba players are allowed to put on the back of their jerseys one of them was say their name yep and we're going to right now like these are just a, a slight counter a very small fraction of people who are victims of police brutality and these just in the last years obviously we know now in 2020 jacob blake george floyd Brianna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, just name them off. But there's a lot more, and we're just going to name a couple more. 
Atiana Jefferson was shot through her window with her eight-year-old nephew watching. Uh, and police responded to a 911 call that her door was open. That was their own reason why she was shot. Atiana Jefferson was 28 years old. Ora Rosser, uh, police responded to a domestic violence call that Rosser was holding a knife. Police tasered her, then proceeded to shoot her. And guess what, Malcolm? The police faced no charges. Yeah. And before before you move on, because there's a lot of other names to get through here, I think we want to also emphasize, I think we have to start saying the names of the police officers. Don't say arrest the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor. We're, we, but keep saying her name, but say the names of the police officers because they don't deserve the privacy or anything that they don't deserve any privacy for what the things that they've done. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying like all the cops are bad, but these cops who have done these things, they don't deserve any privacy. So we got to start learning their names, start saying their names and don't give them any privacy. Yeah. Stefan Clark is another one. Police shot, police thought he was holding a gun in his grandmother's backyard. She either shoot him 20 times. You know what he was holding? He was holding his cell phone. His cell phone. Not a gun. His cell phone. I don't know how you can make the assumption that this is a gun. Is a gun. The D district attorney's office declined to file criminal charges. Stefan Clark was 22 years old. Botham Jean was shot by an off-duty officer after the officer thought it was her apartment and that Gene was an intruder. Gene died on his couch eating ice cream. Gene was 26 years old. Philando Castile, police shot Castile seconds after telling him that he had a legal firearm after being pulled over. His girlfriend and four-year-old daughter were in the car, and the officer was acquitted of second-degree manslaughter. Philando Castile was 32 years old. Alton Sterling, he was selling DVDs and CDs in the shop he owned when two officers tasered and pinned him to the ground and then was shot six times. In the footage obtained, the officer can be seen shooting Sterling in the head and, excuse my French, calling him a stupid motherfucker. No criminal charges were filed. Alton Sterling was 37 years old. And these two hit really close to home, just how the age differences yeah. here between me and Malcolm. Michael Brown, one of the more famous ones to happen in 2014, an officer confronted Brown and his friend. A scuffle ensued, and the officer fairly shot Brown. His friend said that he acted in self-defense. No criminal charges were filed. Michael Brown was 18 years old. And the last is Tamir Rice, who was playing with a toy gun in Cleveland, close to home, when two officers shot him. Officers were at the park for not even two seconds before noticing and shooting and firing bullets. They tackled his 14-year-old sister, handcuffed her, and put her in the back of the cop car. It took them four minutes before Rice could get medical attention. He died in the hospital the following day, and no criminal charges were filed. Tamir Rice was at the very young age of 12 oh. years old. 12 years old. And so we know about the riots. So... And there's many names that we haven't mentioned. There's a lot of names that we did not mention. But we know about the riots that have continuously been going on and they're not being documented because a lot of people like to think of Black Lives Matter as a trend. And only when something big happens will they like post about it on their stories and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. It's not a trend. It's still going on. The protests have been going on all summer, every single month throughout the summer, 
May, June, July, April, like March, April, June, July, up until today. You saw the riots in Kenosha and you saw the 17 year old who killed two Idiot. with his AR, his assault rifle. I don't know what type of gun it was. And this assault rifle killed two, uh, wounded one. Then not, he walked by the police officers. Do you think he got shot by the police officers? No, he was a white kid. He walked by the police officers, not with his hands up. He was like kind of half, half arms up. And he walked like, like this by the police officers. The cop cars were driving past him. They were driving past him. And they're saying that he might not even get com uh, convicted because he was acting in self-defense. You, no, you're not acting in self-defense. You're shooting people. And Donald Trump is giving these people who are who have like rights to guns, right? To go out and work with the police to calm down these protests, to calm down these protests. Yeah, the you militia. It's oh, a militia, basically. And these seven, a 17 year old kid thinks it's okay to go out with an assault rifle. And the way New, uh, New York Post posted, so they posted a thing about Jacob Blake saying, oh, new evidence finds that Jacob Blake had a knife in his car. Like that was their post about Jacob Blake. The, their, you know what their post was about whatever this kid's name was. I can't remember his name. I want to know his name. I think it was Whittington or something like that, his last name. But his post was 17-year-old um, Kenosha shooter found cleaning the graffiti, being a good citizen, basically, uh, in Kenosha. Like before, but that's all, he's, all they said. It's like, oh, he was caught like clean, trying to portray him as a good kid. Like, he's not a good kid. When you murder two people, you're a terrorist. That's a terrorist act. And they're trying to painted as he was some good kid cleaning up some graffiti like no i just the way that america and the news some news outlets portray between victims who are people of color and then terrorists who are white terrorists it's very different it's very sad to see still happening today yeah it's very troubling to see how much stuff we've already done post george floyd mm -hmm. and to see it's still happening Mm -hmm. regardless of what we just did to help further the movement towards black lives matter to see none of it happen, none of it did anything. Yeah. Um, very sad to see there's been no change since nine, 400 years ago when slave trade. We, we, like was we like to think there's been change. There's been change. There's been change, very minimal change and not enough change. And it's, I don't know. There, we have something's big's got to happen for there to be actual change. And I think it did with protests happening and boycotts. Like, yep. I think it was very, very moving to see all the sports. I know a lot of people would have said, "Oh, everyone should have done it Wednesday, October or August 26th. But I think it's still very important to see. Like mm -hmm. watching hockey this morning or this afternoon at noon, it was not hockey. That was the first thing that they were talking about today. It yeah. wasn't hockey. It was Black Lives Matter. So I think that more of the movement towards that is it's helping, but it's not there yet. Yeah. But I think it's going to take, like, obviously we can't be doing this because we're Canadian citizens, but people need to vote. Yeah. You got to vote in the U S if you're American and you're listening, like, even if you're Canadian, like you go, you should vote. You should never throw away your vote or like try to throw it. And this is the worst for the American citizens. This is the worst time to vote for a third party and split the votes. You're, you should pick. You pick Biden, even if you don't agree with Biden completely. 
And a lot of people don't. Like some people think he's a crazy old man, just like Trump. Trump is the absolute worst thing to have in your country right now as a leader. I wouldn't even call him a leader. He's a coward. But yeah, that vice president candidate though that Joe Biden has, I think will go a long way into helping yeah. this movement. Yeah. Kamala Harris. Yeah, Kamala Harris. Shout out Montreal High Schools. What's up? Um, yeah. You see, like, there's now 30 new extra polling stations now to be able to vote thanks to the NHL and NBA arenas now being able to go ahead and vote. I think yep. Nick Nurse, Coach Raptors, said there was close to about 600,000 people who didn't vote last election. So obviously that could definitely sway an election with 600,000 people not voting. Yeah. You have to go out and vote. You have to go be proactive in the way you deal with things. Watch like the way you act. Is it, it will offend people. It will. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure me and you have been somewhat, I would say, attacked or profiled. It's a better yeah. way to put it. Yep. Doing being from families who are visible minorities. So we know to a certain extent where everyone's coming from. Obviously, we haven't faced a gun pointed to our heads or but it could happen. It could really happen. That's the scary part. That's it, you go to the, we go to the U.S. Like it could happen. We don't know. I haven't been to the U.S. enough for that thing to happen. I don't think it would happen here in Canada to me, because I'm not like I'm a mixed kid, right? So like I'm half half my 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 mom's side's white, my dad's side's brown. So it's not like I'm a visible like people like to think as black people as threats in the U.S. Like cops see that. I'm like, well, like I'm not black. But like the fact that you see you see a black person and you automatically think they're a threat, like what like how can you just how does your brain work that way? I don't understand. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. People's rationales need to change. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think Doc Rivers, coach the Clippers, put it perfectly when he said that we love our country and our country doesn't love us back. Yeah, that's facts. And it says a lot from him because he lived through 1968 with Martin Luther King. Yep, but. We lost again, but Jackie Robinson Day being yesterday, we lost a huge, huge, huge person that really advocated for racism or against racism, excuse me. Black Panther, Jackie Robinson, the movies. Chadwick Boseman passed away at the age of 43 yesterday, which I came at a way out of left field, pardon the baseball pun. Yeah. He was battling with colon cancer. Four years of colon cancer. And he was still doing all this bringing us joy throughout all those roles and he was like like you i i that just caught me off guard i saw like i woke up to like instagram stories i'm like wait why is chadwick boseman like what's yeah, going on and i see more saying r.i.p i'm like you're kidding me right and like the fact that i saw that he was dealing with colon cancer I'm like i didn't know about this like, obviously he's entitled to his own privacy so like if he didn't want to say that he was battling through that then obviously that's his right but the fact that it just caught everyone off guard and he was just such a big influential person to so many people and so many kids today. Just, it's a huge loss, tremendous loss. And I think it's even more touching that he died on Jackie Robinson day. Yeah. That really came, really came for full circle. If I could speak, if I could, yeah. exactly. If I could speak, but this brings the end to the weekly recap. Um, boycott edition, I guess we'll call it. Sure. Yeah. But sports are back, but, enjoy it because we don't know if this happens again i don't know how long we're going to be seeing sports mm-hmm. i agree because of what just happened this week so if it happens again i honestly i don't think it will because of what happened and 
I'm sure it's going to get passed up to the owners and it's going to get passed on to the people they know. Yeah, the higher up in charge, yeah. Exactly. Obviously, I would love to say that mean you make a difference. Yeah. But we don't know the right people to make a difference. Yeah. Hopefully, it gets passed down and hopefully we don't have to see this ever happen again for our sakes, for our kids' sakes, and for our kids' kids' sakes. Yeah. Until Fantasy Friday, it's Jacob. And Malcolm.